This is the Commonwealth City Church Podcast. Thanks for listening. Commonwealth is a church in Lexington, Kentucky. For more info, visit our website at commonwealthcitychurch.com and follow us on Instagram at comcitychurch. We hope you enjoy the message. Hello, sweet friends. I am so excited to get to have the opportunity to talk about our Lord with you today. This is wonderful for me. I'm, I was invited to participate in the quarantine cast a couple of weeks ago. And honestly, I started praying into it and thinking, how do I narrow it down? from 50 things that I want to say about our sweet Lord. And um, so I spent some time praying and how beautiful of God to, um, I felt single out that the greatest thing for me to talk about, at least first, um, and especially during this week of National Day of Prayer, would be prayer. And so I'm really excited. I, it's one of the things that the Lord has used to move me into greater intimacy with Him. And that just makes sense because the people we're closest to um, in this life are usually the people we talk with the most. And so I'm very excited to talk to you about prayer, but I want to pray before I get started. Father, can we just elevate you and tell you how tremendous and wonderful and kind and loving and generous and caring and faithful and true and righteous that you are. Lord, we could go on forever about your qualities and your character, and we just praise you so much for who you are to us. And Lord, who you are to a watching world, thank you for allowing us to be used as your instruments, your clay pots, uh, to live out your future, Jesus, through us so that others might see just how wonderful you are. Maybe we, may we be zealous, zealous um, to be to bear the family name well, children of God. Yes, that's what we are. Praise you and thank you for choosing us. And Lord, may we um, just um, elevate you in all that we say, all we think, and all we do. Lord, as I teach, give me an instructed tongue. Let me share the word of God boldly. Um, Just Lord, cause this, your word, to fall like dew on dry ground. Lord, your word says, if you speak, speak the very words of God. So of everything I say, may it be your word that takes most root in these precious people who I love so much. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. If you've been around me long, you have heard me quote a poem that the Lord has used to encourage me in intimacy with Him. And I'm going to quote it again right now. And um, the author is unknown to me. So it is called The Uplands of God. 
not many of us are living at our best. We linger in the lowlands because we're afraid to climb the mountains. The steepness and ruggedness dismay us, so we stay in the misty valleys and never learn the mystery of the hills. We do not know what we lose in our self-indulgence, what glory awaits if we only have the courage for the mountain climb, what blessings we will find if we only ascend to the uplands of God. So what is it like to live in greater intimacy, to move into the uplands of God? I believe that I am living in the uplands, but I certainly don't think I've arrived at the tippy top by any stretch of the imagination. And I'm sure if you were with me for a full day, you would see that, um, sadly, in my life. But um, what does it mean to imitate Jesus? And I want to start with prayer. What is it? What has prayer done um, in my life? to help me know Jesus better and help me fall in love more with the Father, the Son, and the Spirit. So one of the things I learned later in my life, I probably should start with the early, when I was a young woman in my late 20s, so I dedicated my life to the Lord to the best I knew how at the age of 22. And I've often said, and I mean often said, that if I ever wrote a book, I, it would, I would have to call it Crock-Pot Christianity because I've grown slower than most people. I just hate that, but it's so true, and I just love the patience and long-suffering of the Lord who walked alongside me in that. But when I was in my late 20s, I felt this strong impression that I knew was from the Lord because I would have never had this thought. And he was um, impressing me about the primary importance of prayer in my life. I remember when I had this thought thinking, Lord, are you aware that I struggle with five minutes of focused prayer a day. Now, I may have done it more than three or four times a day, but I would just start, and it would seem like a thought would come through my head of something I'd forgotten to do, and up I would pop, and I would not prioritize focused prayer at all. And so this was kind of alarming to me that this was supposed to be a primary ministry of mine and I didn't even have a clue how to do it and praise God that I recognized my extreme weakness and it gave God a lot of space to insert his super strength. Um, but I decided then I wanted to start learning what that's like. You know, it would be hard to go from five or ten minutes a day to an hour, an hour and a half a day, but it wouldn't be that hard to learn the discipline of going from 10 minutes to 15 minutes, and then a few weeks later, going from 15 to 20, and I don't, I am not a check mark person. I hear, I think probably I used to be when I was younger. I hear people talk about that a lot. For me, prayer is not, oh, now I've put in my 20 minutes. It's, um, it's just a way. When, when I say I went from 10 to 15 to 20, it was a way for me to become disciplined 
Um, I mean, I, I heard Mike Bickle say with prayer that he went from duty to discipline to delight. And I thought, yeah, those three words describe me with prayer. There were um, a lot of times that my feelings would have probably not led me into extended prayer time. And certainly when you're fasting, boy, your feelings can convince you, yeah, I really need to eat. Um, But honestly, I heard uh, Tony Evans say a few weeks ago, uh, the Word of God should be your engine and your feelings and emotions should be the caboose. And I would encourage that, that yes, maybe it is a duty at first. Maybe that's what it seems like. But do what God says. In 1 Thessalonians 4.17, he says, pray without ceasing. I think you and I probably know that when a sentence begins with a verb, it's an imperative sentence. The, in, when you study grammar, you discover that. Well, this is an imperative command. Pray without ceasing. What does that look like? Oh my goodness, I felt like I spent years and years trying to uh, figure that out more and more because my mind was always in so many places. And then our son Kurt said to me one day, well, Mom, let your thought life become your prayer life. It was like the light came on for me because I was that person that could overplan and overanalyze, and I'm not opposed to planning or analyzing, but you and I both know what it means to overplan and overanalyze, and usually when you're doing that, you're under-praying. So I um, limit my analyzing and my prayer, uh, not my prayer, I'm sorry, my analyzing um, and my planning, and I elevate time with the Lord. Um, and that, I know that sounds like a very easy thing, but it is a process. Give yourself time. God gives you time. He certainly gave me time. Um, and another thing I learned is praying on my knees. I will tell you, I learned that from our daughter, Paige, and she was 18. <laughs> oh my goodness. So that means I was in my 40s. And um, her senior year, she had said that there were some things she loved to do that she was going to not do because she wanted to prioritize prayer and especially prayer for her classmates. And she felt like if there were things she didn't cut out, um, like ballet, which she loved, I mean, she loved it, but she felt um, that it would hinder um, her prayer life and so she only took one class a week in order to make sure that she had time to be focused with the Lord and I would go into her room and she would be on her knees with all these pictures of classmates in front of her and she would be praying and seeking the Lord and and I remember thinking does being on your knees make a difference I mean how much she was You know, one of the things I say all the time is I want my ceiling to be your all's floor. Well, absolutely. 
That's what happened in that case because I was learning from her. So it was at that point I started practicing prayer on my knees. And you know what? I never seemed to lose focus. It was incredible. And if you had asked me that any time before then, I would have said, yeah, I don't think the posture of prayer is that crucial. Boy, I would have been wrong um, because it has been for me. And in fact, one of my favorite things about teaching uh, on this uh, podcast is that I'm teaching from my knees. That happens so seldom for me that that's what I get to do. And so I'm absolutely loving this. This is my favorite position, honestly, to be in. And I just so thank the Lord uh, for that. So practice prayer on your knees. Um, Colossians 4.2 says, Devote yourself to prayer, being watchful and thankful. And um, Psalm 27, 8 says, My heart says of you, seek his face. Your face, Lord, I will seek. In this time of quarantine, we have probably all been able to see that we're more focused in conversation with somebody whose face we can see. And that's simply what the Lord is saying is, get close enough to me that It's as if I'm right there with you. And so let's seek his face. Um, let's, Let's be able to develop that kind of prayer life. Jeremiah 29, 13 says, You will seek me and find me when you seek me with your whole heart. What does whole heart seeking look like? You know, sometimes it means praying for decades about something. Sometimes it means just consistency. Um, Sometimes it means just adding fasting, whole stomach seeking, you know. So we just need to ask the Lord, um, what does it look like for me to be devoted in prayer? And so I hope that that was an encouragement for you. I hope it causes you to... um, to just want to move into increased conversation with Jesus. You know, the people that you're most intimate with um, are the people you talk to the most and the people that you share the most with. And I think that's the way it it is with the Lord too. I really believe that the intimate will always hear from him. Maybe not in our time. Maybe he needs to develop more patience in us and perseverance. But we can trust the Lord. He is so good and so kind. And um, the longer he takes to answer prayer, maybe that's the more we'll get to know him. That's what we want. Lord, um, I'm going to pray to the Lord right now. Lord, we thank you so much for the strength of your word. We thank you for the invitation to pray. Lord, we are much more interested in the answerer of our prayers than we are the answer of our prayers. We love you, Jesus. 
We love you, Father. We love you, Spirit. And we thank you so much for moving us into um, more intimacy with you. And Lord, I ask that for my sweet friends, you will develop in them um, not only a desire to know you, but a willingness to move to that desire. And when the desire is not there, Lord, let them do um, what you've called just because you've called it. Let us be obedient servants to a loving God, knowing the whole time that we are sons and daughters who are beloved, beloved, beloved by the Lord. And we love you, Lord. It's in your name, Jesus, that we pray.